Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, having cured two wandering ogres of sight rot, Butch, Artie, and Falkus approach the Mashag Ogre Mound in search of a back way into the troll city of Zulgarub. Will they be able to navigate the ogre's lair safely, and can their new allies be trusted? We'll find out as soon as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Falcus decided to befriend some ogres that we were escaping. We gave them bright blight, blight bright. Yes. Bright blight. You gave them the eye drops, even though we don't have that many left. Eye bright. We have a hidden shredder somewhere in the woods. There's a hidden shredder. Arna is in the north with weapons. We cannot trust Arna. Omni is in the south. We can trust Omni, but to get to the uh, to Omni, we'd have to go through the ogres, and we just saved, uh, you know, the sight of two ogres, and we were going towards the camp, and didn't you say something about? Weren't you? Didn't you sass them about the other ogres or something, Ari? That that's important. That's important. Yeah, I to- intimidated them because they picked me up and rolled a twenty to have them put me down, and then convince them that since they have two heads and their leader has two heads, their two heads are better than the leader's two heads. So we're gonna go take down the leader. <laughs> they have, they each two have eyes. one head, and they each have one eye, and their leader yes. has two eyes. So that's what it is. That's what we're doing. Um, so we, we did say that well, Ami, Ami is the one we can trust. Yes. She's the one who hasn't been seen in a while because then the weaponsmith, Arna, has actually been supplying the weapons to the arena, which is why he can't be trusted. So right. we decided, what we decided, and this can change, is we're going to come in through the south, see if we can get a hold of Omni, and then possibly swoop up to the north and clear that way out too, just because we don't know what we're going to use as a distraction. So if we clear out both spots, we have options. The, um, yes. the description of the city that you were given. And it was, it wasn't like he didn't give you a map of the city or anything, but he told you like, Oh yeah, no, this was happening here. And this was happening here. Ami was working in this. If you check the map real quick, Ami was working in this section of the city, the Southern like left corner. Uh huh. And then the weapons guy was operating up here. So we're going to take down the orgs first. Go see if we can find Ami. Yeah, the note, I actually, I was just going to say, it's like, oh, God, you guys took all those good notes? I bet I didn't. And I open up my notes. I'm like, oh, apparently I did take notes. Um, yeah, so Yark and Doug, the two ogres that we that I saved, I saved. They we convinced them to take us to their home to overthrow the leader ogre who may be hogging the eyebright flowers. 
I don't remember the leader hogging the flowers. Because he has control it, of the cave, and I think the flowers are in the cave? That's what they said. Yeah, there's flowers are deep in the cave or something. They're purple. We don't know if they're eye bright, but we're assuming they are. Yeah. And he hasn't given it to any of his guys, which is why these two were still out wandering around. They didn't have access to the flowers. Because otherwise, normally the ogres, I think, were fine because they would share. I, I This is my assumption at this point is that a working ogre society here was, okay, the flowers come from the cave. We disseminate to our people. Our people survive the, the eye blight. But wow, I as have of no recently, memory of that part at all. Unless that's what my brain filled in the gaps that now as of recently, their new leader or the current leader is not sharing the eye blight flowers. So the eye bright flowers. Did I fill in too many gaps in my brain or is that... Rather than specifically confirm or deny anything in particular that you're hypothesizing, I will confirm for you that, yes, the purple flowers were discussed. That's not something that the either that either of them are making up. Um, it was talked about that they were that they were flowers in the caves. What was specifically said by the ogres was that, um, you know, they they were talking about the leader attributes his like good sight and health like to to healthy living and a good diet such as making sure you were eating rocks chewing toenails and eating the purple flowers and that's like where all this other conversation started to grow from but no i'm not going to just tell you what's in the caves you silly billy oh okay but 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 they did like say that to us okay yeah they, they did say those things yeah, and then they said at some point, I guess the flowers were, they weren't getting the flowers to be able to eat. They've been doing the toenails and the other parts, but they weren't getting the flowers to be able to eat and live a healthy life. That part I did remember. They did say that, yes. Who were they supposed to be? It was eating toenails and what? Uh, it was chewing toenails, eating the flowers, and uh, eating the rocks. Okay, I just forgot that part, that's all. And we were, um, you know, following them into like... We were going to go into the ogre place. Yep. You guys are still out in the woods a bit. They are easily able to direct sort of the way to their home because now they can see fine. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I know where we are. And they're walking along. Everybody roll a perception check for me just real quick. All perception check. I rolled a uh, butch rolled a 13. Ari rolled a 17. Falk has rolled a nine. That is so sad when you have a plus six in something. All right. Um, Ari, you hear as you guys are walking along and, you know, the ogres are kind of occasionally they'll make conversation or, or you know, they'll talk about their day and they'll stop to investigate something uh, shiny on the floor. And it turns out it's just a, you know, rock that's been cut and it's, you know, oh, look, is it pretty, um, you know, poking uh, birds nests out of the trees and and giggling at themselves. And then you hear this, this sound, this, it's like a wet gurgling noise. And actually Butch, I think you would probably pick up on it too. You would hear that as well. Does it sound like it's coming from the ogres? Uh, given your 17. Yeah. It's coming from inside the ogres. I wonder. So, but did you say out loud? Okay, it's coming so, from inside. No, I, I, I was just joking. Um, so, okay. 
uh, so we hear some gurgling, and they're they're in front of us, and uh, we're we're not walking stealthily or anything like that. We've got two ogres with us, and they're leading the way back in to you know, like where their ogre kin are. Um, so I, I'm not trying to be stealthy or anything like that. So I just uh, oh. Uh, Hey, one of you guys got a stomachache? No, I'm hungry. I haven't found the food. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to get the food. You're so stupid. And Yark smacks Doug and says, we were supposed to get the food. You're so stupid. We didn't get the food. We couldn't find the food. We couldn't see. And we came out to get the food and we didn't get the food. And I'm hungry. We're hungry. Why would they send two blind ogres out to find some food? How else are we supposed to get the food? The food's out in the jungle. Bring the food back and everyone eats the food. But we can see now, though. Yeah, exactly. that, that, that problem's solved. But we don't have the food. We're supposed to go get the food. We can't go to the. We can't go back to the cave until we get the f- food. Can you? Do you guys want to get the food first? I don't know. Lead do the way. What kind of food are we getting? The best food here, best food near here, it's like the lizard meat. They got, um, there's like sharp lizards. We go down, it's down, it's like further down, and we go into and we'll get the the sharp lizards and we'll eat those. Well, we'll get them and we'll bring them and there's like, you know, food stuff, but we can eat it. It's good food. Come on, we'll get the food. It's fine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are, are we talking about going hunting here? Or, or are we, we talking about, you know, you, you got a stockpile of food somewhere? No, we got to we gotta get it from the, from the yeah, we got to hunt the food. Aw, heck. That's why we brought our clubs. And he shows the big clubs. And he's like, duh, these are big clubs. You're supposed to get it with the foods. Well, could, could this not wait? Could this not wait? Aren't, aren't we going? Won't there be plenty of food in the cave once once we you know once get we ready bring or, the food to the cave? There will be, yeah. Yeah, but why would you bring food to the people? Aren't we trying to go beat them up? Because you're the smart ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we become bearing food, that's going to make these guys look really awesome. I suppose. Uh, um, well, we're trying to. Well, we're trying trying to show people that that you guys are the smart ones, and I, I suppose it would be smart to uh, get some. Now, how, how many other uh, people are over there? Is it just the two of you and and you know your uh, two-eyed, two-headed leader? Oh, there's, um, you know, like. Mil- millions. There's millions of you. Yeah. There's 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 millions. There's like more than anyone ogres. can count. How how many? Let me ask this. How many of these lizards would it take to feed all of you? Um. Probably millions. Okay. Millions. That didn't help. Yeah, probably millions. Well, how many well, lizards do we need to get right now? Um. I'm not... Listen, this isn't... Don't you know how much millions is? But we... Like, there's... Look at us. Can we carry millions? I understand. Millions? You're not as smart as we are, and I get it. But 
we still have to. Ogre's got to eat. We got to get. All right. How many do you normally bring back? Well, we can we can we can carry what we need. We have enough. Oh well, let's just start slaughtering, I guess. Okay. Go ahead. Let's get. uh, Who wants to? um, Do you guys want to let the the ogres lead, or do you want to lead the the hunt? I think I'd let the ogres lead because if this is what they hunt on a normal basis, they know what to do. Also, they're gonna make they're making a ton of noise. I'd rather them be the yeah the if, uh, if, targets. Yeah, if they're doing that, then we should probably take it wide around them and come in from from the sides. Clever girl, it. Okay. Okay, I I this is kind of on topic. Would I know how much meat is on one of these lizards? Like, would I have encountered this lizard before? Um, make either a. Okay, before you roll anything, make a decision between either rolling a nature check to, like, use your brain to understand what might be living in the jungle and what might feed these things, or use a survival check to look around and see evidence of what kind of creatures might be nearby that you're hunting. Okay, I will do a... My my goal, in case this helps any decision, is I'm assuming these ogres can probably carry three to four... Like, I feel like we're going into a trap. So I'm trying to, my head, deduce, okay, if there's, like, six to eight lizards, that's approximately this many ogres if each lizard faces this many or feeds this many. So that's my... I'm stuck on this. There's not millions. And I feel like we're going into a trap. So I want to deduce how many there are. There may be a couple dozen, I would think, at most. And if there are maybe these two out hunting, I wonder if there's others out hunting, um, feed them for at least a couple days before they have to come back out hunting again. So I'll do a survival check. I was going to say, I mean, meat can't last real long anyway, unless they've got refrigeration in the cave. I got an 11. Uh, you you look around looking for things like tracks and um, leavings and that sort of thing, and you don't see anything in particular that gives you an idea for precisely what it is that they're going for. Um, you do, like, what you just said lines all up like all all that stuff makes sense about how well I mean obviously there's probably not millions of these creatures running around so that doesn't make very much sense they probably just can't count like that much of it you you think tracks Um, but specifically what it is that they're looking for or where it might be is eluding you a little bit alright I'm just going to be kind of in the back like doing mental math counting on my fingers trying to figure this out that as we walk forward so no I can't do any like 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 stealth checks or anything like that. So I, I have no reason to um to uh uh be be quiet or go wide. Uh, Falcus is probably a good idea for you to do that. But I am looking at side to side. You know, I got my axe um in my hand, and I uh. I'm trudging along behind behind the ogres, but uh, we're just following them. But I'm, I'm yeah. paying good attention to what's um, on the other either either side of us, because uh, I know Falcus is on one side. I don't know Ari if you went wide as well. I would have. I mean, you made a you made a pretty good fine point there that I would have gone wide and maybe a little ahead. So like. You know, you can track somebody and know roughly the direction that they're going. So I'm going to be keeping pace just a little ahead of them and just trying to understand and see what they're going for and, and get an idea for what's ahead of us. 
or what they're actually going for, what they're aiming for. Okay. Uh, mind if I do a survival check? Yeah, go for it. You got a pretty good roll on that, don't you? Uh, yeah. I got a plus three. So uh, Butch gets an 18. Do okay. I see anything? Scar yeah, around? so... As you guys are moving through the woods, first of all, you're right. Um, the ogres are making a lot of crunchy, loud sort of uh, noises, and they're not paying very good attention to exactly where they're going. Um, but the way that they're... They, they really seem more intent on just going to a specific place in the jungle rather than they're like not looking for tracks. They're not like... It, it's, it's, they're very different from like what hunting hunting looks like. Um, and as you look, you realize you are able to start seeing tracks in the mud and like um, scrapes on the trees and things that suggest that there is some sort of like there are some there's a there there's at least a number of creatures out here that probably wander in packs that are large. They're not larger than um, they're not like as large as the thunder lizard was, but there's you know some decently sized um, creatures out here that have like. Like what looks like an oversized bird feet um, that are running around out here. And between that, the idea that they're running in packs and that the ogres were calling them sharp lizards makes you think, oh, yeah, okay. We're probably we're probably talking about raptors. Um, there are you, uh, there are yeah. raptors in the, in the jungles of Stranglethorn. Um, the tracks make sense. You know, the this, okay, this is all starting to come together pretty good. Um, you guys eventually sort of the ogres bumble into um, a large clearing kind of to the south of the ogre mound and in the center of the large clearing there's kind of a um, um, there's like an oversized elevated rock feature um, that creates like line of sight problems going across the entire clearing um, and then there are trees growing up around it, but there are spacious areas where, um, you know, you can actually see as you approach in the distance, sort of um, through the trees, you can see one um, large sized, like taking a 10 by 10 space sized velociraptor. Um, not terribly, terribly far from where you are. Um, we are a not. Velociraptor. Okay. Yeah, we are not married to this exact positioning. Um, the ogres came in first. Butch and Ari said that you guys were a little bit behind the ogres. Um, you guys are up here-ish. And um, Falcus, you were a little off and, and ahead. Um, and as you look, you can see that there's one right there. there it's hard is... to spot. He's kind of greenish, but he's... A raptor to the south. Okay. Would I have would I have seen because I wasn't with the group because I know it was Butch who actually noticed and saw the multiple tracks um, that they were running in packs. Would I have picked up on this information at all in in this track? Or actually, if I would even know that in the first place, um, if my character would even know that at all either. Uh, it would be perception to notice the tr okay yeah it would be perception to notice them um it would be nature to understand like if you if you knew that there might be these creatures in the area it would be nature to know whether or not they run in packs 
Okay, I probably would do perception. Um, and the, the reason I'm asking is like, okay, so I see one. I'm trying to make the decision in my head whether or not I would know to look for more, right? Like, if you see one, we all know raptors, Jurassic Park raptors, right? There's probably others hiding, but I wanted to make sure at least figure out how a character would know, my character would know. So yeah, I will roll nature. Roll nature, you think? Yeah, to, okay. to know whether or not to look for that, sure. Hey, not too bad. I did a 19 on my nature check. Yeah, you're familiar with these creatures. There's, It's rare that there's only just one out there in the woods. Uh, then I'd like to, I mean, I'm assuming that I can see this other one out there just barely as well, because you've pointed it out. Um, would I be able to, if I look real closely at the trees and the tree lines and the bushes to see if I can spot an eye or other thing potentially looking back at me? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. Gosh, I'm rolling low even with a plus six. Ten. I only got wow. a ten on this one. No, nah, I'm afraid not. You got a good bead on this one, but you're listening carefully. You're looking carefully. You don't see anything. Um, I'd like to message Butch and say, hey, because um, I, I do have the cantrip message. Hey, keep keep your eyes out. Beware. There, we do see one. There's probably more. And I think okay. that would line up with what you saw with the with the tracks. That's that's a one way cantrip, right? No, you, you can, can respond. respond. Okay, um, I, I will. Let let's let's follow these, you know, let's follow these monkeys and, and see what they do. They're they're unpredictably dumb. And, and then I say out loud, kind of whisper, whisper yell, "Hey, Yark, Doug." You see that over there? Go get it. Yeah, sharp lizards. Let's go. And they just start running. I I stand still. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and get an initiative from everybody real quick. Butch rolled an eleven. Ari rolled a seventeen. Falcus has a seventeen. Okay. Uh, so. They, you whisper to them and they start to go, oh yeah, I'm going to go get them. I'm going to go get them. And they, they, they ready their clubs and they start to move forward at that time. Ari, you are going to be first on initiative order. So if you want to do anything before they start moving, you can go for it. I think I'm just going to kind of do what Butch said. I'm going to hang back. I might move. I don't think I'm going to move. I think I'm going to hang back and watch them charge in and see what happens. Since they are bigger and much more gun ho. Okay. So you're you're just gonna do nothing on your turn. Do you want to hold your action for a specific trigger that might happen? Um. Do you guys know how to do that? By the way, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I've heard the term, but I, I don't actually. Know. I think like I can move or I can. Right. So on your turn, you can take action, bonus action, movement, whatever. If you choose not to take your action yet you can hold your action to do something specific when a specific trigger occurs. So let's say I want to hold my action until I can see the bad guy. And when I see him, I'm going to attack him with um, this ability. All right, that's cool. We can do that. Um, when the creature comes into range or when you see him, you use your reaction to use the attack that you had prepared. So if you take, let's let's say um, 
partway through the turn order, you take an opportunity attack instead and use your reaction for that. You can't use your whole, your held act. Like you, you only get one reaction per turn. So the way it works is you're like, all right, I'm just going to I'm going to hit the guy with my weapon until when he gets in range or I'm going to cast the spell when I see the thing or I'm going to, um, you know what? I'm going to use this item when this thing happens. Um, when that trigger happens, you use your reaction to do the thing and you know, you, you, you do it. If you prepare a spell to do that on your reaction, um, does that burn your spell slots? Yes, it does. Um, that's what I thought. You cast the spell and hold it and don't quite release it until the triggering event happens. And if it never happens, the spell fizzles and you lose the spell slot. Gotcha. So I guess, and I don't know if this is, like, I don't know if this could be worked as an action. I wouldn't move forward until the two ogres did. So if, like, I'm the first one to spot this, like, creature and it's like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, I would just hang out and see what the ogres did first. And then if they move forward, I kind of want to stay. I feel like they're meat shields. So I would want to, like, move forward with them while maintaining, like, the 10 feet of distance I have. Okay. Does that make sense? That's my intention for what I want to do. If you want your action to be like, you can use like the dash action as your movement and then take that. That's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, so I'll hold my action then because I'm waiting for these two to like go forward first to see if they dive right in and then I'll kind of come in from behind with them. Okay. Falkus, what are you doing? All right. Um, this cliff face over here, is that a plateau in the middle? So it's, it's high ground? Yeah, it's elevated. All right. Um, I would like to... It's, is it going to take me half my movement to climb it? Um, yeah. Do you, you don't have a climbing speed, right? I don't believe I do. Uh, yeah, I would say that it's probably 15 feet or so up. It would be an athletics check, let's say DC 13, to climb it successfully. Um, And it would take, what's your movement speed, 30? 30. Okay, it would take your entire movement speed to climb the 15 feet if you can successfully do the athletics check. Okay, so here's what I'm looking at right now is it takes me 30 feet to get to here. Right. Um, and then I want to use my dash action um, to uh, as my action to get up the cliff face. So that's like an additional okay. 15 feet to get right up the cliff face. Yep. Um, you can do that if you succeed on a uh, athletics check. Roll a 13 or better. Nope, not going to happen. Only 11. Okay. You make the movement. That's not a problem. You start to climb and your um between carrying the equipment that you're carrying and everything like your finger holds just aren't strong enough and you're not able to quite make it up so you fall down well, poop yeah it's you're like on you're on the ground at the edge of the rock wall and you're just the finger holds are too small for you to be able to get a grip on and climb it takes a lot of just finger strength and arm strength to get up off the ground. There's a foothold just up there. If only you had to get up there, you can get a good foothold. But before that, you, your muscles yeah. just aren't good enough yet. So, yeah, so how much uh, noise did you make just now? <laughs> um, there was some, some rock crumbling noises, but it wasn't terrible. 
All right, because I failed, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna burn my um, action search. Let's do this again. Okay. Yeah, take another action. Roll uh, it. So another athletics. Fourteen. Okay. This time you back up five feet and take a running start and do the like running up the wall thing just high enough to get to the next highest spot and you just frustrated and you just grip and pull. You're able to get up top. All right. That's where I want to be. Okay. Um, the raptor on his turn, he like he hasn't been attacked or anything. Um, everything is sort of fine here. Uh, he turns and looks and sees that Falcus has like come running across and come scrambling up the thing and he's watching as you go up but doesn't actually take any movement or take any um, action of any kind um, he just sort of tracks you as you go by but you're up the guys are right in front of you and they're clearly like they're taking their first steps to start charging but they no, haven't I... no I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything I'm, I'm gonna like ready I guess my javelin I, I don't know if that'll do anything, but like I, I want these guys to do something before I'm gonna do anything. So I've, I don't know what's gonna happen. The raptor can run away. These this guys can fall on their face. Uh, Falcus could fall again off the rock ledge. Um, I, I'm just gonna be like super prepared. I'm not gonna do anything. Okay. I, You're I gonna... just got my javelin in my hand because because I'm quite far away. I'm quite far away. Sure. Also, uh, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, what's the how does does one measure how far away one is? There's a tool on the so if you're doing movement, you can grab your token and and drag it, um, and hold, uh, click right click to um to see the distance that you're moving. But if you just want to measure distance, there's a tool on the left hand side. It's the circle with what looks like a ruler sticking out of it. Yes. Um, if you click on that tool, you can drag little rulers around and see your distance. Beautiful. Thank you very much. But uh, uh, so uh, I'm I'm not going to do anything on my turn. Okay. Um, on their turn, Yark and Doug, they they both have they they functionally have the same initiative. Um, what they're going to do is, can I grab both of them? Will it let me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, they are going to move their full movement speed toward the raptor that's in the distance. That would put them about here. They do have a little bit more movement speed than you guys do because of their long legs, and they come just and they're crunching through the the overbrush. Um, as they move away, Ari, you are welcome to move your movement as a reaction to that. Perfect. So I will move the full thirty, which puts me about right here. Okay. So just kind of trailing behind. Okay. Let's see. They are going to use their action to. They don't really have any ranged abilities, so they're just going to keep running. They're going to use their action to get in range uh, of this raptor, which would put them, let's say, around it like this. That is going to be their entire turn. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's going to be their entire turn. Ari, you're up. All right. So I am going to go ahead and cast improved vicious mockery so the raptor needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 11 is it 11 it should be i know that the magic item that you have that lets you beef up your vicious mockery i think the spell is not written right for that one what's your regular vicious mockery 16 16 okay cool 
And what's the what's the save? Wisdom? Yeah, wisdom. Uh nope, nine. Nine okay, so I'm gonna cast my improved vicious mockery, so I'm gonna turn to the Raptor, even though it probably can't hit me because it's like just at my range for this spell. And I'm gonna say, um it's bet not it's best not to hesitate as I'm about to dominate and do nine psychic damage. Okay. Yeah, because regular vicious mockery is 2d4, so you should have rolled 2d6. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yes, excellent. Phenomenal. Um, nine psychic damage. So, uh, oh, and it has disadvantage on its next attack, right? Yes. Okay. Let's say that the uh, the broken skull is the disadvantage. I can never remember what the different signals are. All right. <clears throat> So you do that. It hits. Um, you can move if you'd like. You can take a bonus action. I'm going to kind of go by this rock here. I don't know how tall this rock is, but I'm like kind of behind it-ish when it comes to line of sight with this raptor. So that's where I'll be, right here. Okay. Um, I would say that that rock's probably three or four feet tall. If you want to crouch a little bit, it, I would give you um, like half cover against ranged attacks, but you don't see any ranged weaponry on this thing. If it can cast a spell, then maybe that might help. But outside of that, it doesn't. I just dissed this thing, and I don't know if it understands common, so I'm, like, sure. dissing it and then running and hiding, because I don't... Yeah, I guess it depends on if they're um, the raptors from the book, where the the, <laughs> the one wizard befriended all the raptors. But that will be my turn. Okay. Falcus, you're up. Awesome. Um, all right. Um, so if I'm up here, do I get advantage on attacks? Because they're within range of this raptor now, right? You you don't get advantage on your attack. You do get sneak attack because they're nearby. That's it. It's been too long since I played a rogue. Okay, cool. Then what I'm going to do is let's get myself lined up over here. So I'm within range. I don't have anything blocking my way. And let's fire a wonderful, wonderful arrow at. Oh, wait. I got to take disadvantage on that attack, though because I'm not using the axe. Yes, your first attack, disadvantage. Yep. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> we are, yeah, it is what it is. All right, so roll one. Did I? Yeah, I did roll that right. And then roll two. So 14 to hit. Uh, 14 does not hit. Okay. That's what I got. The arrow comes soaring down, and the thing, like, it tracked you going up and running across, and it sees the arrow coming, and it, like, wiggles, like, it dodges. It's not that it hit the armor. It's not armored, but it's not like it hit the the beast's hide and deflected. It just dodged it. Got it. Uh, On its turn, it's going to take its attack against uh, one of the ogres. It is going to take it at disadvantage. Why is it taking it with disadvantage? Because of the vicious mockery. Oh, oh, awesome. Good. You know, I is the best of us. I'm telling you, man. Okay. Uh, It does... It uh, Okay, so it it rolls an 11, and 11 does hit an ogre. Um, It hits Yark for 13 piercing damage. I want to say that ogres are not resistant to piercing. Okay, minus 13 piercing. Fantastic. Yark, it takes a bite out of Yark, and then it turns and runs... It's going to run around the backside of the rock face. It has a pretty beefy movement speed. It's going to have um, attacks made against it by both ogres as they run out of it as it runs out of its range. Nice. 
Um, one of them rolls a 15. A 15 does hit. And the other rolls a 12, and a 12 misses. So the raptor takes... Ooh, he rolled high too, man. Okay, the Bit. raptor takes 18 bludgeoning damage. That Beefy doesn't hit. kill the raptor. Wow, Beefy okay. Hit. In addition, Ari and Butch each hear rustling in the woods. There we go. And a number of other raptors who you guys were aware that there could be a chance that this was they were you were going to get jumped like this. Um, there are two up in the very north near Butch who are both going to... All right, they don't quite have the distance to pull that off yet. That's fine. Um, they're both going to move in. They're both... Uh, one's going to do a bite attack and one's going to do a claw attack against um, Butch. Uh, but I'm thinking an eight and a seven are going to miss. Oh, wow. Um, sorry, I was looking at the wrong part of the map. Um, yes, both those miss. Um, and as soon as they run in, they make their attack and they turn and run. Um, they do not hang out in range. Um, but I you are it? welcome to take one opportunity attack. Okay, so I made it very clear that I was holding my javelin. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. So, and that's... it. That's a melee weapon. It yeah, can you be. can absolutely hit with melee in that. That's no problem. Okay. So, um, I have an attack of opportunity for both of them? Uh, you get one reaction, and the reaction for attack of opportunity is one attack. So you can hit, you can try to hit one of them. Okay, I'm going to try to hit this one, which happens to sure. be the one to tiny bit closer to me, but still like thirty feet away. Well, yeah, I did all their movements. So they ran in, they attacked you, and they ran out. And you're hitting right. them as they run out. Yeah, so I'm hitting that one as you know as as they run out, um, jabbing it with my javelin, which is not how I intended to use it, but. Does a 14 hit? No, a 14 misses. You just scrape against the side of its, like, thick armored hide, but not quite enough to actually deal damage. You were close, okay. though. Not quite. Ari, the one near you, pounces out of the woods. Uh, let's see. All right, we don't quite have the range for it. That's fine. Um, is going to try to hit you with a claw attack. A 13, I think, misses your armor class, right? Um, a 13 actually is my armor class. Your armor class is 13? Really? Yep. She's squishy. That's why she stays back and does all this. When spells. I'm in Oregon 4, I'm going to go up to 14. No, you're not wearing your armor. Oh. How am I? Yeah, your armor is unequipped. Uh -oh. oh, it is. How did that happen? Okay, never mind. My armor class is 15, so that does miss. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, it does the same thing. It runs in, it does its attack, and it turns and, like, puts distance. It doesn't want to, like, none of these creatures want to hang out near anybody. Um, as it runs away, you can try to make an opportunity attack against it if you want. Um, opportunity attack. Are you a warcaster? Do you have the warcaster feet? No, I have a dagger. Okay, yeah. Um, opportunity attacks are melee weapon attacks, unless you have a specific feat that lets you cast spells. So if you want, you can use your opportunity attack to um, make a melee weapon attack. Perfect. Let's hit it with the dagger. Does a natural one hit? Yeah, actually, weirdly. Uh, these raptors are dangerously susceptible to natural ones. Um, you hit it, uh, and you it makes a satisfying, piercing uh, feeling 
and you like, yeah, I totally got it. And you turn, you look up, and you actually hit the tree bark of the uh, tree that you're standing next to, and you miss the raptor completely. Um, the final raptor that jumped out of the woods is going to run in against uh, Yark, is going to try to attack him, and then is going to run... Um, Oh, I was looking at the wrong creature's movement speed. The move, the one who runs away from you, Ari, runs actually a little further away. As he runs through the woods, it's clear that it's not super easy to run through the woods. I'm going to make it so that it's um, difficult terrain for these creatures and for you guys to run through the thick foliage. So half movement on that. Um, this raptor goes for a claw attack against Yark because that was the closer one. Is definitely going to hit with a 21 and deals 11 slashing damage. Okay. End of the raptor's, raptor's turn. Uh, the wrapping raptors. Butch, you are up. It is free action economy to switch weapons. So if you want to go for the axe, that's cool. Uh, you have raptors to the east of you and one far to the south that you can see that just went after Ari. And you know that there are two more even further down to the southeast that are being dealt with by other characters. Can I get... I would like to run an attack this raptor here I'm, I'm looking at it it looks like 35 feet I can run 30 I think it is. feet and then 5 feet within melee range no you would have to move the full 35 to be in melee range with the raptor so I can't actually do that the only thing I could uh, like go run and attack him with my axe no no and and i was gonna ask that you said changing weapons is free action economy yeah yeah if you want to switch to your axe right now fine okay well i don't um but what uh i'm gonna do is run up okay so that I've got full line of sight. Um, so, so there's some foliage kind of behind me and some, some rocks and stuff, definitely. But I'm going to take the javelin and now I'm going to throw it at this uh, this, this raptor that okay. I uh, tried to stab it with before. So I shall try it again. Try it again. Wow, some new kids on a block song. A 13 does not hit. Nope, unfortunately not. I do have two attacks. That's true. Oh, this is dumb. Uh, so the uh, javelin is actually like, you know, in the trees over there. So I have two hand axes at my side. I think you also have a bunch of javelins, don't you? Is that how javelins work? Yeah, I think you have like a bag of them. Let's see. It's, I'm in range for both, uh, but uh, let let just keep keep it going with the javelin, huh? Okay. Oh my gosh, natural twenty. Nice. For and a you were attacking nice. the closer one. Excuse me. You said you were attacking the closer one. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage for that. I will roll my damage for my. Natural 20 javelin hit. So this is 8 plus crit 5. Yeah, so 
normal javelin damage is 1d6 plus 3, but because you rolled 2d6 plus 3 because it was a crit, the other d6 was a 5. So good rolls here. You rolled two nice. fives plus three is um, some number that 13. I can't even imagine. Uh, you deal full 13 damage on that raptor, and it has a big old javelin sticking out of its neck. Nice. All right. Would you like to do anything else on your turn? I've used my movement, and I have... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and pop rage in case I need to... Um, do any uh, strength checks or something like that. Well, so I mean, I'm you, like, you do have two monsters eyeing you down, too, so the reduction in damage is going to be pretty good. Yeah. So I'm going to pop rage. And, and, by, and by the way, um, we are not at full whatever. You know, we didn't have a, a, a long rest. So I, I do have a... I am missing, like, two hit points, and I've already used a long rest. So, um... That sorry, and I've already used a rage, so I'm going to use my second raise, rage, uh, which only leaves me another one, one, one more. Just throwing that out there. Okay. And I have popped rage, and that's my turn. Thank you very much. Awesome. Okay, so you are a raging butch kind spear. To your south, um, our ogre friends are both going to run directly toward. Actually, they have a movement speed of 40. So 15 is here. 40 would put them here. Doug is going to run full speed forward to try to get to the one that was running away. Uh, rather, the one that they did hit, which has been hit pretty good. He's not quite fast enough to get into range of that one. But as he does, he does run a little bit past the one, uh, another, another one of them. Um, and he's going to take a swing at that one. Great club attack. My god, these things are strong. Um, he does hit the raptor with a 25 to attack. He does 16 bludgeoning damage. Uh, Yark is going to move forward as well into that same area because he's chasing down the same raptor. He's going to do the same thing. He's going to try to great club him. Uh, but he's going to miss. The raptor dances out of the way. No problem there. Ari, it's your turn. You can see one directly to your south. It's a little bit covered by the woods. Um, there is another one to your southeast that just got hit by uh, one of the um, ogres. And behind you, to the north, you can hear the sounds of more of them going after Butch. What would you like to do? So I'm going to uh, do a couple things. I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force on this one down here. So I need it to make an int. Uh, saving throw and it's trying to do or 16 okay he does have a negative modifier on his end but he still rolled a 13 so okay. um decent but not good enough what happens so what's going to happen is for my phantasmal force um it's going to create it can create like a 10 foot thing yeah and so it's going to think all of a sudden it's surrounded by fire okay no reason it just thinks it's surrounded by fire and if i'm understanding the spell correctly each round on your turn the phantasmal force can do a 1d6 of damage if the target is in range of five feet of the phantasm so i'm guessing like if it's surrounded by fire it's within five feet so it yeah. would take 1d6 of psychic damage okay yeah so that definitely happens 
Um, so let me take a glance really quickly at Phantasmal yeah. Force because I don't. I've never used this before, so I don't know whether or not you can move it. But you like for this turn, it absolutely suffers that effect. Phantasmal Force. The phantasm includes sound, temperature, and other stimuli evident only to the creature. It doesn't say anything whether or not you can move it. Um, okay, so is it surrounded on all sides by the fire? Yeah, it's like it's closed in. Basically, it's like... Like a, yeah, it's in it's, a circle of fire. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So it'll do 1d6 of psychic damage, which isn't going to be a lot. It's three. Okay, it takes three damage and is convinced that it's surrounded on all sides by fire. And then what I'm going to do is I am going to... Um, just going to mutter under my breath... Um, now you've gone and made me mad, and trust me, for you, this is very, very bra- bad, and I'm going to turn into a worgen and use my feature from worganing running wild to get full 60 feet of movement speed nice. so I can get up here closer to these guys. I think that puts it right there. But just so I'm a little bit closer to where the raptors are. Awesome. Really, really good work. Okay, and you get your plus one to your armor. You take down on all fours and just start hauling through the jungle like you were born to do it. Phenomenal. Anything else on your turn? Nope, that is, that's everything, yeah. All right, Falcus, you're up. You have two to the southeast, and you have two to the north, but you're probably out of range. You're not actually out of bow range for the two in the north, but like... No, actually, it really wouldn't take you very much effort to get to the other side of the platform. Falcus, all five raptors are in range of you. The only one that would be difficult to hit from here would be the one in the southwest that thinks it's on fire. What do you want to do? All very good options. Um, Since I already see Ari and the ogres, Yark and Doug, heading for those other raptors uh, down here in the southeast, and I just saw Ari... Um, well, that was psychically done. So I, I would see the raptor out here all, you know, Ari probably point and the raptor out there doing ah, 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 freaking out. So I'm like, all right, she did some kind of mind screwery on that thing. Um, so hearing the stuff going on in the north here, I'm going to head around. I'm going to suppose that there's probably a gap between these so that's not kind of rough terrain or anything like that to get through. Yeah, you can sneak through. All right, cool. Uh, Distance-wise, uh, would I still have line of sight if I moved to about here? Uh, oops. Here. This is as far as my 30 feet of movement can go straight in a line. All right, so you're trying to get line of sight on the northern raptors. If you moved, if you moved to where you were just pinging, no, because of the distance before the drop-off. But if you move to here, that's only 25 feet. And you're like on the edge and you can look down. So that's not a problem. Perfect. Then, yes, that is the better spot to move to. So we'll do that. And um, I will shoot my bow. And it's only my first attack that was disadvantage, right? Yeah, you are normal Perfect. shot now. All right. So let's shoot at this raptor here. And it is longbow fire. So 28 hit. Yeah, 28 hits by a while, by a mile. For sure. Uh, it takes 10 piercing damage. 
Um, I don't think I... Do I have any surprise attack on him or anything like that that would give me the advantage? No, in order Probably to be not. hidden from him, you would need to hide first. Um, gotcha. Being as you're not a level two rogue, you don't have the enough action economy to do that and also fire. Yep, okay. Uh, so just 10 piercing damage. Okay. Do you do anything else on your turn? Mm, not a... Oh, actually, you know what? Since I actually did hit... Let's hit him with a... Uh, hang on a second. Okay. Um, I have decided I am going to apply a bursting arrow to the one I just hit, which takes uh, 2d6 force damage, and also each creature within 10 feet takes 2d6 force damage each. Okay. Well, they both ran away from Butch, so he's nowhere near that, so go for it. How about a... Oh, that was 1d6. Uh, I thought I pressed... I would take the 2 and the 4. Because apparently when I clicked it, it only rolled 1d6. Um, and then I rolled it a second time and it actually rolled the 2d6. So I'll take the 2 from the first one and the 4 from the double and the second one, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes Just sense. Just to be fair. So because they both take 6? They both take 6. Okay. So you fire off your arrow, it... It lands in the already wounded raptor, and then while it's still there, like a like a shot from Hawkeye goes and like slams against the other raptor that's standing next to it. Both of them have been hit by this this meteor of a shot. Uh, do you do anything else on your turn? I am golden. Okay. Um, on their turns, the raptors are going to. Uh, let's start in the let's start in the south. Um, we're gonna do. I'm gonna say that this one. Right now, the 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 first one is about fifteen. It's about ten feet away from Doug, and it's going to use one of its cool abilities. It's gonna move twenty feet away. That'll put us at a distance of thirty feet. As it starts to run away. It gets far enough where it can take a running charge, and it's going to run sh- 30 feet straight to Doug and then bounce 10 feet away again. When it runs the full 30 feet, it leaps and does a pounce. 30 feet and hits a claw attack on the same turn. Okay, so it's going to do a claw attack against Doug. It hits with an 18 and deals 12 slashing damage. And... Doug is going to need to make a strength saving throw, which he successfully makes. It's clear that um, he was almost like knocked backwards and almost onto his butt, uh, but that did not happen. The next one is just going to try to take a bite and is going to then run. 25 is going to hit and he's going to deal nine damage to Yark. Uh, and then he is going to just turn and move his full movement away to there. Okay, he's going to move his full movement away. Ari, he's just outside of your melee range, so you're not quite able to uh, grab an opportunity strike. The one that's on fire, the one that thinks it's on fire, uh, (laughs) when does it take the fire damage? Target treats the phantasm as if it was real, rationalizes things. I think it's just each round on my turn. So if he stays... So, like, if he runs out of the fire, does that make it stop hurting him? Yeah, because we've decided that it won't move with him. 
Yeah, I don't, so, I don't see anything about it. Okay, all right, here's be, what I'll yeah. do, because I feel like if he just runs out of it, then that's a kind of a waste of a second level spell, and that doesn't feel like it's strong enough for the spell slot that it was used. So what I'll say happens next is he dives out of the fire, and he starts to, he, he lies down on the ground and starts to roll back and forth, like, you know, stop, drop, and roll style. He doesn't attack, and he doesn't take any more movement that turn. He's just trying to put himself out. Uh, the other two that are up near Butch are both going to do little drive-bys. They are 20 feet away from Butch. They're going to back up just a little bit so that they can get... So that was 10 feet. Then they move 30 feet, so that puts them at 40, so they have another 20 that they can move. Uh, they're going to move into here. Uh, they come running in they move a full 30 feet and they both leap on butch and try to pounce and attack and as soon as they hit they do their attacks and then they run away both of them um what'll end up happening is both of them will make a claw attack what kind of okay slashing yes the first one hits with a natural 20 the other one is going to miss with a 10 um for the one that deals the natural 20 that's a total of nine slashing damage reduced down to Five, uh, four because you're raging so because you take I'm four raging. slashing damage mm -hmm. you also need to make a strength saving throw because he's trying to knock you on your butt as he runs oh. and leaps and pounces okay so I have advantage on strength saving throws that's true so let me roll twice here uh well I mean natural 20 okay and an eight, but uh, twenty six. All right, I don't think so yeah, that's double yeah. what you needed. You are not even kind of knocked over. Like you're not even a. Li you took the damage and stood firm, like the mountain. And it like both both creatures they attack against you. The other one doesn't even like land a good hit. Like he's just you're not wide enough for two of these things to hit you at once. One of them gets you good. Um, you shrug off a bunch of the damage. The other doesn't even hit you and is trying to push you over and it fails. So they both just run off into the woods. Um, if you would like to make an opportunity attack, you can do that. You have a reaction. Okay. So I'm going to make an opportunity attack to, for, uh, just one of the Raptors because they, uh, ran past, attacked me and, uh, ran away. So I can do that. I would now, because they're, I, in melee range and running out of melee range, they would be within melee range. So I would like to use my great axe of cleaving to okay. to do that, right? And I would like to um, go after the one uh, with a javelin hole in its side. And uh, let's see what I roll on here for this opportunity attack. A uh, seventeen. Yeah, 17 hits. 11 slashing damage. Okay, yeah, 11 slashing damage is pretty good. Uh, that one is looking really bad. That one is bleeding profusely from several wounds. It's got an arrow and a javelin and an axe slice in him. Like, he's rough. You know what? There's something about... One of my features. So, th this doesn't roll tw 
20 or beyond 21 of them uh, doesn't add this up but it says that I have plus two melee damage with strength what weapons oh yeah because you're raging because I'm okay, raging yeah. so it's actually you deal an additional two uh, damage to this one yeah uh, and an additional two damage to it from the last time yeah alright four damage awesome okay and the other thing that I was looking up, and that we, we forgot this a long time ago, but part of being a level 5 barbarian is having fast movement. And my movement speed is actually 40, not 30. Oh, okay. Um, that's my bad for, you know, not looking at that. I just, I just brought up the uh, barbarian uh, chart here. Um, yeah, so... That's great. Not that I need it now, but what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm snarling at the mouth. I got the, the foam and just kind of, you know, I'm like a rabid bear, you know, and I'm going to run right up t- to this guy, this rock in the way. How high is that? A couple feet. You got it. You got it, didn't you? I got it. You can do an so, awesome, like, heroic yeah, jump. That's what I'm going to do. Um, it's about 20 feet away. Uh, so what I'm going to do is run up, jump on that rock and leap in the air and go, all right, mother trucker, we're going to feed. And then I go after uh, the one I've been trying to kill. Okay. Hack him. And I will be using my great axe of cleaving. So just imagine me running, putting one foot on that rock, popping in the air, and coming down hard with that great axe. Oh, yeah! And I rolled a natural 20. (laughs) Yes. You plant one foot on the soft soil of the jungle floor, leap into the air, axe gleaming. Somebody in the distance makes a sound like Sonya from, or is it Sonya? I forget how to pronounce her name. From uh, the, the barbarian from Diablo and Heroes of the Storm, where she does her heroic ability and goes, ah, slash. How much is the damage? Uh, well, it's... It is uh, 9 plus 15 plus 2 is 17 damage on this mostly dead raptor anyway. Um, I've, I've, you know, I went down hard on this thing and it's glad it still has skin on its bones or I would have just exploded it. With, with the axe, you know, if, if I were using like a hammer, it would just, um, there'd be no meat left. It would just would have like splattered all over the jungle. But um, I was using an axe, thank goodness. So I uh, slashed it good and dead and, uh, you know, brought up a, a whole lot of uh, dirt on my axe from how far it sunk into the soft ground. You swing down and destroy the creature thusly, and it buries into the dirt, and you rip it back out again. You deal seven damage to the original raptor, 
because that's how much it had left. And on pulling the axe back, you slice through the other raptor, dealing an additional 10 damage to the second one because your great axe of cleaving deals whatever remaining damage is like overspilled. It only had seven health left and you dealt 17 damage. So your your axe has that cleaving ability where if you kill one creature and there's any damage left over, it spills over to the next creature. Which is also in melee range. Mm-hmm. So you deal 10 damage to the to the raptor that you didn't attack. And then you're welcome to take your second attack on your action. And, and then I, from the side, because this guy's, you know, we're looking eye to eye at this point. Maybe he's a little bit even taller than me. And I uh, kind of whip around and just to, to, to slash him right in the gut, right in the gut. And I roll a 22. 22's hit Raptors. All right. And this is 12 slashing damage plus two is 14 slashing damage because I'm raging. Okay, perfect. This second raptor is now bloodied. Um, it does not. It looks pretty bad. It's still got enough in it that it could run away from you if it needed to, but it's 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 not looking good. Do you take you anything can, else on your turn today? You can dang sure try. Well, you know what? <laughs> While we're at it, you know I don't actually want it to run away from me. So um, I am going to use quaking palm so this uh, as a bonus action and try to stun the target so I'm going to take my palm and so I just like slashed him right in the gut then I'm going to take my right hand and try to get his uh, chin of the raptor and get get, like hit, hit him real hard for quaking palm and He's it's a got constitution to, saving throw, right? Has to beat a 14 constitution saving throw. I rolled a 14. So you beat it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is not stunned. But Correct. Uh, he's in melee range of me. So anyone who is attacking this thing from Me- a melee distance. Attacks. Oh, what? It's I think be the, melee attacks? I think the wolf thing is melee attacks. While you're raging, your allies have advantage on melee attack rolls against any hostile creature within five feet of you. You are correct. Yep. Within five feet of me. Okay, so... Th- yeah, we, we've discussed this so many times. So, um... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you don't have to be within five feet of me. Um, you can be on the other side of me, uh, of the monster. Um, but it... You'd have to be in melee range. That's fine. Uh, okay. My turn is over, and you know I've I'm feeling pretty good about myself. All right. Uh, the ogres are going to go after the raptor that they're not very far away from. Uh, yeah, they for, are. I have completely forgotten about the ogres by now. <laughs> uh, they both hit. They both deal a load of damage. Um, let's see. The first one hit with an eight. Uh, hit, hit and dealt 8 damage. The second one was a natural 20 and dealt 16 damage. I think this one might be dead. Uh, it had exactly it had exactly that much health left. Holy cats. Okay. 
um, they come running in and just at the same time, two big tree trunk sized clubs just and this thing is bludgeoned to death. Uh, Ari, you see this happen a little bit to your east, uh, to your west. There's a raptor who previously thought he was on fire and there's another raptor who's eyeing you down. What would you like to do? So I am going to move 30 feet, which is going to put me... Oh, you don't have to hold it. Okay. I've been trying to do that click, right click thing, but then my map goes everywhere and I can't keep it straight. You don't have to hold the right click. You just press the right click once and it'll tell you how far you're going. Yeah. While you're holding your token, you click right click. Yes. Okay. Now I understand that. So that makes that a little easier. Um, So I'm going to move here. And then on this raptor that's down here, I am going to go ahead and cast um, Vicious Mockery again. And so I'm going to need it to do a Wisdom 16 saving throw. Nope. I just rolled a seven. Seven. Okay. So I'm going to turn to it and I am going to say here i'll just sit here and sneer because all i need to do to control you is flame the fires of your fear and i'm gonna do damage which is gonna be two i rolled two ones so that was that was good it was because that one wasn't actually on fire that's why all right so you he you did succeed like he did fail his saving throw though so he does have disadvantage on his next weapon attack or his next attack attack that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Falcus, you're up. Um, you see that Butch is now in combat with one very injured raptor, and Ari to your south is in combat with two decently healthy ones. What would you like to do? Yeah, I saw uh, Butch mess up the one raptor and immediately dive into the second one, so I think he's got that area pretty well under control. So I am definitely going to shift my focus and move down just a smidgen. And I am going to loose off an arrow at the back one here, the back raptor. Okay. Because the if bacter. I the bacter, because if I hit, he's getting blown up. It's a twenty-two hit. Yeah, twenty-two's hit. He gets a wonderful twelve piercing damage. Plus, I'm going to blow my other action uh, uh, arcane shot, and he is going to take. Uh, 2d6 force damage. And so is his friend. I don't know why it keeps rolling one. That's annoying. Just manually roll another d6 using the dice roller if you want. Uh, Okay. Uh, For a total of seven bursting damage to both of them. Okay. Uh, Force damage. Seven force damage to each. Okay. Uh, Both of these creatures... Uh, they're near enough that I can call it half, da- half health. They're roughly bloodied, more or less. That's really all the sneaks I've got up in my sleeve. Okay. Uh, on their turn, well, um, we've got one raptor up near Butch who's very heavily injured. We have two raptors down south that are getting there. Um, these are intelligent enough creatures that they might realize it's time to cut and run. Several of their comp- uh, companions are dead, and this this uh, hunt might not have gone their way. So the one up near Butch is going to turn and is going to run full speed through the clearing to make sure that it's not like suffering its, what do you call it, rough terrain? Rough terrain, yeah. 
Um, its full movement is 60 feet, and it's also going to use its action to dash that distance. So its full movement would put it far, far wow. away. Butch, okay. you can take an opportunity attack here. I will. Okay. Um, That's what I was hoping for. Use death rays. I'm going to use death rays? Is that what you said? Sorry. I will use priest slayer. Sorry. Do you have death rays in your other campaign? Yes. Are you sciencey like that? That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I have another great axe, and it's a plus one great axe in my other campaign for my fighter, and its name is Death Raise. Raise as in, like, raise to the ground. As in raising the village? Yeah. So, um, crossing the streams. Okay, I will take an opportunity attack. I will use um, my great axe of cleaving called Priest Killer. And uh, let's see what we do here. 14. Not quite. Almost, but not quite. He just dodges out of the way as he runs. Cool. The other two are going to see that one book off and like leave like footprints of uh, like dripping blood along the way. And it's got. Oh, no, that one didn't have a javelin sticking out of him. No. Um, these two are going to see that this is clearly a problem, and they are also just going to book it. Um, yeah, they turn and run. You guys have two large beasts worth of meat that you can claim for this food hunt. I still got range on that one, Raptor. They move like I didn't move them all the way off map, but they have. Oh, no, I was going to move to the other side of the platform. Yeah. I. Oh, the one that ran. Oh, yeah. OK, that's yeah. fair. Um, the one, the two that run through down south through the woods, um, you're not going to be able to get to because of the thick foliage and the, the you know, even though they're not running as far. But yeah, um, on your turn, you can like try to get one more hit on that last one. That would be my pleasure, if you don't mind. Go for it. Um, would I have a clear line of sight from right here? Yeah, yeah, you would. Perfect. All right. Then, okay. yes. Uh, so, like, we would just hmm? go through the turns then? And. Because um, the raptor takes the turns, then it's my turn. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's totally true. Okay, yeah, no, um, you're right. It would, te- technically, we can still do that. That's fine. Um, yeah, so, um, Butch, it's your turn. Yeah, I'll hold my movement then. I'm not doing anything, but I pick up the raptor by the tail and uh, move into the to the clearing just so I can see what's going on. That's it. Okay. Doug and Yark are both not fast enough and not smart enough to pick up on trying to track down that last one. Um, Ari, you you did move last turn. Okay, yeah. So you have normal movement. You don't have worgen movement until you stand still for a full turn. So what would you like to do? Um, I would probably honestly just be standing here because I have no idea about that raptor up there. So I see the two bolt. I'm just going to kind of look around and see what everyone else is doing. So we're free to move on to Falcus' turn. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to take the advantage here and um, not literal advantage in the game, but uh, of taking one last shot at this guy. Yeah, go for it. Bam. It's a 29 hit. Yeah, it does. Six piercing damage is all I managed to get on it. Nah. Nope. He still has 15 health by the time he uh, runs off screen. Yeah, I don't have 
I got nothing else in my bag of tricks. All right, it was worth a shot. But thank you for allowing us to go one more round. Yeah, totally. I just thought I was like, oh, I could, I, I might be able to get it. Just one last, one last hit. Having successfully gathered food, our heroes seem to be on better footing for their eventual meeting with the Mashag Ogres, but they definitely shouldn't take chances. These ogres have shown themselves to be dangerous and powerful, and Butch, Ari, and Falkus are walking headfirst into their home. How will they fare? We'll find out the next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.